Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the American Pale Males podcast, a very special edition. Ooh. Uh, that is because, well, I'm Michael, one of your hosts, and why it is special is because live in person in front of me is... It's me, Jeremy. I'm sitting in Michael's lovely home, looking upon his backyard, <laughs> suburbia. It's nice. <laughs> I like it. We're good to go. We got the, uh, the brat on the uh, the slow cooker, the spicy brown sitting right on the countertop. We're good to go. That's right. And so we're going to do a um, blind man birthday dance, blind man's bluff, whatever you want to call it, where we present each other a couple of beers and the other person doesn't know what it is. Um, but before we do that, let's get into some beer brags to get the juices flowing. Jeremy, what do you got for a Brag. One that I had last night specifically so I could have a beer brag for oh, today wow. is Overhaze from Mars Community Brewing Company. Which we've had on the show. Which before. we have had on the show Not before. Not that beer, but the... No, we've had the uh, the brewery. I believe we had... Uh, What's that called? Oh, uh, it was the Roybos. It was yeah. Jungle Boogie. That's Jungle, what it was. Yes. Style Guide on this says it's a New England IPA, which oh. as I've been complaining <laughs> about to anyone that will listen, I don't really know what is the style, but this is more of that hazy haze with Idaho 7, Amarillo, Citra, and Grungist. Am I pronouncing that right? That's what it looks oh, like okay. to me. I don't know if it's grungy-ish <laughs> or grungy-ist or what it's supposed to be, but uh, it's very good. It has that nice full mouthfeel without kind of sliding into that oddball buttery feel that some of those oh, IPAs yeah, can get. Yeah. Uh, it looks like orange juice with a froth on top and it's got some, it's got a little bit of fruit into it but it also has a little bit more of a a dank okay quality than some of the other new oh, England IPAs I've had interesting um it's really hard to describe and I actually did take notes on this one on the old phone as opposed to just <laughs> hoping that I remember it <laughs> yeah right sounds but complex it was complex it was very good I gave it 4.25 and that is courtesy of cousin of the show oh nice who I just saw the other day oh awesome he also got me to run the Jules beer, Panther Like a Panther. Uh-huh. So thanks for that as well. Oh, nice. Future beer break? Oh, certainly. <laughs> um, I had a uh, beer called Red Rum. I like it. Oh, yeah, huh? And it's by a brewery in Denmark, actually. And I like it even more. I don't part, know. I'm part Danish. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So do you know how to pronounce this? Or I'll just oh, show boy, you. Oh, probably it's not. But... T-O space and then an O with a line through it, L. I think it's to ill red rum. To ill red rum. Or I'll or it's weird. One of the, to take it back. One of the guys in that uh, the book about Norwegian people that like burned down churches and stuff. Oh, yeah. that I read some, a yes. while back. His name had the the O with the slash through it. Y S T I or S T E I N. And he was Eistein. Okay. So I don't know if the Y is throwing things off or what's going on, but ill is what I'm going to go. With. Okay. To to. Uh, is the brewery name and so this was red rum is a red ale that is aged in rum barrels red rum i really should have seen that one <laughs> um so they say brand new 10 percent red ale hopped with belma and citra Dang. this rich yet balanced potent ale is matured on rum barrel chips for additional dark sweet aromas and it was really good like they say it's balanced and that was probably the defining feature that made me really like it. So it's 10% ABV. Yeah, that's in there too. Um, so it's strong, but the rum doesn't overpower the red, and then the malt doesn't overpower the rum. So 
It's hmm. really nice, just a big, potent, one glass and you're done type yeah, beer. Yeah. A nice rummy beer. Yeah. yeah, but still easy to drink because of that balance. So, Have you had a beer that's aged in rum barrels before? Mm, not that I can think of. I, I think I might have, but uh, it's, it's eluding me right now. It probably would have been recently, actually. Mm-hmm. Like around Christmas, we had so many barrel-aged beers around. Sure. I feel like that's just the last... <laughs> Just like the last uh, frontier as far right. as barrel aging goes because they have, you know, whiskey aged in beer barrels, mm-hmm. aged in whiskey barrels. Right. <laughs> and the, you know, the whiskey and the muscat, the Chardonnay, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the red wine, wine I've things seen like red that. wine too. Yeah. Uh, Aquavit. Yes, yeah, as you weird. mentioned. Um, but I don't know if I've ever seen anything aged in a rum, rum. barrel. What about gin barrels? Have you ever seen? Is gin aged in barrels? Oh, that's a good question. The family distillery says that it's uh, vodka just with juniper berries in it. Right. Yeah. I guess it wouldn't be because it's not doesn't have any color. It doesn't age. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. That's Although, a good point. Clear wood could make for some good. <laughs> We're onto something. Uh huh. Yeah. Maybe you would just have to infuse it with gin or something. You can age it in a gin. I feel like I've seen that, but that sounds horrific. Like I don't know what you. Maybe like a piney IPA. I don't know. Didn't um. Who's, that's the brewery with Rogue. They had a juniper they, something or other, juniper ale. A juniper spruce something or other. It's right. Yeah. They also make a gin. Oh, yeah. They make spirits. Mm-hmm. Weird. Interesting. I don't know. Not the world's biggest fan of gin. <laughs> Although I uh, recently found, well, not so recently anymore, but found out that a slow gin fizz is actually pretty good. Oh, yeah. I think this came up before. It, it probably did. Thanks, Council of the Show. Yeah, right. That's yeah. exactly who got yeah. it. Right, yes. I remember this now. So, excellent. Those are good beer brags. Um, let's just get into the blind man birthday dance, the FDR portion, because we got two. So, presumably, it's going to take twice as long. And uh, let's let's skip that middle segment. Yeah, let's, let's just go for it. part the kimono and let's just go for it here. I'm going first, right? Because yes. we're presuming mine is on the lighter side, um, relatively speaking. And yeah, That's fair. Yes. So I guess to part the kimono even further, we're obviously going to record more than one episode here. And I did a last-minute audible switch of the FDR for the next episode with the blinded beer. Is there a reason for this, Michael? Well, I think the other beer is a little unique, and I it would be... In, Pretty tough for you to guess what type of beer it is, let alone what what name it what is. What its deal is. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's good. So it didn't seem as fun. Okay. Um, I have to admit, with this one, I, I was a little selfish. This one, and let me just get this yeah, go for it. screen going here. I'll grab this one. And um, so this was a beer that was recommended to me a long time ago by somebody. And I guess I won't say who or when. I'll say this. It was somebody online recommended it to me. Mm. Uh, I feel like I should remark that Michael has once again provided a bag with a giant question mark on it. <laughs> yes, I just pulled this beer out of a uh, brown paper bag with a big question mark on it. I find it humorous, Michael. So I kind of got this beer on a whim, and then the more research I did, I was like, mm, I hope this is good. <laughs> I think it'll be okay. I'm sure it'll be fine. Michael. Yeah, it will be good, but I like... At the very least, just based on your reaction to, like, eh, it should be at least good for discussion. We'll right, yes, way. there you go. So you'll see the color of the beer, because we're using clear oh, sure. glasses, so here you go. Interesting. What in the world is going on with that? 
Oh, that's the... That's, yes. Don't be... That's oh, the changing oh, color. Okay. Of the, it's not like I a was, toxic... Oh, man. So, uh, depart the kimono even yeah. further. <laughs> first lady of the show got us the first American Pale Males merchandise. <laughs> yeah. With drink local American Pale Males, fine drink raid crafted on the side. And they're very delightful. And uh, the pour that Michael put comes up to this color-changing band that goes around the side. And it looked like there's... Looks like green head. The like, head was green or something yes, like that. But uh, the body itself is a nice thick amber. Yeah. Color on there. What do you think of the nose? It smells like a red ale. Okay. It has a coppery is the wrong word. Yeah, that mm, metallic. Uh, no, 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 not metallic. Not going in. I can't put my finger on it. It's it's it smells almost like a Killian's. Okay. Almost. I can see what you're saying with that. Uh, it's. Got a nice pour on it. It appears to be an ale. Mm, I think that is correct, yes. As opposed to a lager? Yes. Um, is, there, is there an adjunct in here, Michael? Not that I'm aware of. This, I will say this should be pretty straightforward. Okay. All right, well, I'm going to go in. Go in, yeah. Going. Yes. It's definitely a red ale. I think the, the phrase I'm looking for is really got a real caramel, caramel. Mm -hmm. Just sweet roasted malts on there yeah kind of muted um there's not a ton of hop in there yeah this one seems pretty malt forward the yeast is maybe doing something but i don't feel like it is i don't think you'll know the beer's name but i think you're getting kind of towards the style it's probably not a style we see very much is it a vienna no, but that's okay. even closer, I would say. Dunkel? Dunkel? Is right, right um, area of the periodic beer table, I guess you could say. The beer map? <laughs> the beer map, yeah. Probably a step or two away from the not, six degrees not of yeah, not seven beers. Not necessarily yeah, geographically, but uh -huh. style-wise, you're kind of dancing around. Have you it. seen the beer map? It's the website where it's got like the big pirate oh, map. No. And it, it has like ale and lager. And then, like, it has little boats going to the different styles. Oh, it's really? kind of like that. Have I shown you that pint glass that uh, Beyonce yes. of the show? It's sort of like that, except mm -hmm. way more involved and in depth. Okay. So it goes like, this is where Baltic porters came from. Oh, and wow. Things like it's It's pretty good. Like beermap.com or something? I think if you Google cool. beer globe or beer map or something like that, it'll pop up. But that sounds cool. I'm a little lost, Michael. But in the meantime, what do you think about this? Yeah, I guess I, I can give my opinion. I do like this. It is good. Yeah, it's a it's kind of a muted flavor, which is it's very true to the style. I will say, I like it. I don't think it would be something I would have frequently, but mm -hmm. it's nice to have one of these every once in a while, and it's nice to get in a at a pub in a pint glass too. Like I I wouldn't pick up a six pack of this kind of style of beer. Is this an ESB? Yeah. Okay. You're, yes. There we go. It's not the pub. Gave it's you adjacent away. to that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pub so, ale and ESB, you're right, uh, yeah, an English mild, perhaps. Yes, all of those. Uh, it is actually a. I guess let's just let's have see. I heard of the brewery? You may have. So this is Wells Bombardier. Nice, glorious English. I like this. Yes. I I oh okay. That was driving me insane because. I knew I had had many things like this, and, right? Uh, and I couldn't put my finger on it. It was starting to drive me insane. Also, 
it's a very good thing that we did this one first. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, this like we're trying to, should we put the darker beer or lighter beer first? And I'm like, well, this is darker, but it's not going to be mm -hmm. really bold flavor. From the flavor text, our own natural mineral water, the ripest English fuggles, fuggles? Uh, fuggles, I believe. Hops and crushed crystal malt, there's a caramel, delivered this yep. experience of England in a glass. Peppery aromas, don't know about that, give mm -hmm. way to the perfect balance of malty richness, tangy hops, and sultana fruit on a palate. What is a sultana fruit? Sultan with an A. Oh, I don't know. That. I'm not like hallucinating, am I? <laughs> yeah, I don't okay. know what that is. Anywho, this is good. Yeah, it's like not bad. This, this is like an easy drinking beer. Also, the uh, bottle cap says, uh, huzzah. That is pretty great. <laughs> Mr. Burns quote. Huzzah! <laughs> so a few things about this. So this is from Charles Wells Brewery. They made this for the longest time, but then they sold the label of Bombardier to Marston Brewery, which they make Hobgoblin, which is probably yep. the easiest touchstone for a lot of people because, I, I don't know, that's It's good. one of those ones that people in Iowa City would see at Dirty Johnson and they would buy it because <laughs> it was next to the Monte Grail. Yeah. Or the Monte yeah, right. Python Holy Grail. From DrAle.com, the origins of the brewery dates back to 1876 when Captain Charles Wells, after 20 years at sea, Bought at auction a coal depot, a brewery, malt house, and 32 pubs. He subsequently sold off the coal business while effectively cared about the development of the brewery. Um, by 1910, that's just a little brewery <laughs> history. This is the interesting part, though. So it's been rebranded since it's been bought, I think. It used to be called, like, just Bombardier Premium or something, okay. Bombardier Glorious English. But on their website, they said there's different percentages for where you get this. So if you get it from a cask, it's going to be 4.1% ABV. If you get it in a can, it's going to be 4.3% ABV. If you get it in a bottle over there, it's 4.7. And then this import is 5.2. So in a 17 ounce bottle. Yeah. 16.9, I suppose. That's, that's gotta be like 500 milliliters, right? I think so, yeah. Okay, I always see those weird, like, yeah. <laughs> point whatever pints on an English beer, and it always, like, wait, what? Oh, yeah. Those weird imperial Metrics. units. Yeah. So this is from the Beer Judge Certification Program. Uh, so they say about this style in general, the premium bitter is a flavorful yet refreshing session beer. I think we kind of hit on that. Yeah. Um, some examples can be more malt balanced, but this should not override the overall bitter impression, which I think... I Give, don't think it's very bitter. Right. I think we are, at least in America, and just the current trend of beers now, like like there's a bitter note there, but it's mm -hmm. not like anything. Like you can get way bitter beers oh, yeah. I mean, like at a, a gas station, basically. 100%. Let's see what else we got here. Okay. Most bottled or keg versions of UK produced bitters are higher alcohol versions than their cask products produced specifically for exports. The IBU levels are not often adjusted, so versions available in the U.S. often do not directly correspond to their style subcategories in Britain. Hmm. So we're kind of having a unique version of this beer. If you went overseas, mm -hmm. over the pond, um, I hate that expression. It's pretty bad. Um, you'll probably taste a little different. I mentioned it's a cask beer. Yeah, so that's gonna. Mm -hmm. It's probably served very warm and very flat over there. Pump. Actually, yeah, now that you mentioned that, the pumping, they said mm -hmm. originally a draft ale served very fresh under no pressure, gravity or hand pump only at yep. cellar temperatures, i.e. real ale. Yes. Yeah. So a warm cup of tobacco chewers. <laughs> yes. 
At least that's what it looks like. Yes. So, yeah. Which, which should not uh, distract from the style. I am quite a fan. Like Michael said, yeah. this is maybe not something I would grab all the time, although Reunion's Pub Ale did make my that was, go-to list. That was good. Which, it was good, but that was also a more Americanized version yeah. of the style. But if slash when I get back overseas, I do plan on hitting the weird 4.3-ish cask ales and what yeah. have because there, it just it just feels right when you're in a dingy uh, pub or in one that looks like it could be someone's living room, right? Adorned with wood paneling everywhere. Paneling. Uh, see the 2014. What? Whenever the World's End came out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there you just go. Just see that movie if you want to know what I'm talking about because yeah. it's funny and it gives you good uh, insight into what those English pubs look like. Mm-hmm. Very good. What would you rate this one, Michael? It's kind of weird. It's one of those things where um, it's nice and unique, so it makes me want to rate it higher. But again, not not clamoring over the table to like get the last drops out of the bottle or anything like that. I mean, you can. It is your house. <laughs> Let me go in for a quick sip of judgment. That's right. We these are FDRs. We have to rate them. I think what I like about this is I really like the style, and that's what's kind of influencing my right. opinion on it because it's a good example of the style. Whereas, if you're not the biggest fan of this, sort of mildly bittered, mm-hmm. red-ish ale. I, is there an American equivalent of this style? I, You know, I, the only time I've had this in America is at, like, brew pubs that make their own beer, like the Great Dane. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that's the last time I had one of these was one of theirs, because they do stuff like that. Sure. You know? But I, it, out of a bottle? I don't think so. Mm. I, I mean, like I said, the last I've had something in this style is the, uh, the pub ale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From Reunion. Yeah. One more time. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to go, just because of the novelty of having this, I'm going to go 3.75. Like, I'd say, generally I'd put it in as a solid, because like we said, it's like a, like a perfect example of the style. Um, but the novelty of having it is bumping it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, if this type of beer were commonplace throughout um, America, I probably wouldn't be that psyched about it. But yeah, there's a novelty factor. I feel there. like uh, I feel like the American loggers have the same sort of cultural mystique over there. Oh yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe not like the buds and the Bud Lights, but like the Irish that I ran into when I was in Ireland were mm-hmm. like freaked out over Miller Light. Okay. And I was just like, dude, that you guys like, why would you do that? You have beers that actually have. Fl- can have eight of them and be fine. And I'm like, I know, but that's not the point, man. But uh, I'm going to go with you on this score, also 3.75. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do like the English taste, the English milds, the ESBs, whatever mm-hmm. we, we, you want to call them. Uh, the only thing that's holding it back is a little bit of that slight metallicness right. on the front end. I think that's from the malt. It probably is. It's not overbearing, and it is sort of a feature of the style, but mm-hmm. it's... It's a little much in this one. Right. I imagine on tap, it's, it'd be at least a, a quarter to half point higher. Yeah. Um, as I drink it more, it does, the bitterness is coming out a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. Just from repeated receptor attack. <laughs> <laughs> Good work, Michael. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll hand you the uh, uh, Dragon Strike board game. As you prepare, I do have some errata, Jeremy, mm-hmm. to read out on the show regarding the Bellhaven. Ah, yes. Not necessarily errata, but like 
as I was searching different styles, I came across uh, Scotch ales. And you know how it had that uh, 90 shilling mark? Yes. As you correctly identified as shilling. The Scottish style of ales break down into light, heavy, and export. This is from Beer Advocate. Mm -hmm. In the 19th century Scotland, a nomenclature based on a now obsolete shilling currency was devised in order to distinguish each. 60 shilling was light, 70 shilling was heavy, 80 shilling was the export, and the 90 to 160 was for Scotch ales. Ah. So that 90 shilling wasn't just like a kitschy little cute name. It actually was based on a oh, long-standing cool. tradition with uh, Scotch ales that dates back to uh, when the shilling was actually around. Most excellent, Michael. Uh, <laughs> the, the, so I, this, had, this has got a, a massive amount of head pouring on it. Okay. And I've gotten a little on my fingers, which I licked off. Okay. Uh, I'll start with the uh -huh. color. So there's a slight haze to yeah. this richly straw colored. Um, Just shy, oh, golden perhaps? Golden, yeah, that's I'd good. A slight haze, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. it's About two fingers Two ahead. fingers of head, and that's from half a... Tall boy. Tall so boy, roughly okay. about what we had for the last one. Okay, yep. Yeah, so that's, we'll give it a smell here. Oh. Yeah, now you know where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. It's a very robust hop aroma. Um, specifically speaking, it is a little floral in nature, a little fruity. Good. Yeah, yeah. I'd say almost more towards the fruity side. Very much so. Okay. Hmm. I, this, is, this is curious. This is going to be interesting. Yeah. I, what else can I say? I got the appearance. I got the... It's got a wallop on the nose. It is a very it, potent smell. It smells delicious. It does smell. It's, I agree. It, uh, Michael is correct. It is a very fruit forward uh, IPA. Okay. Which uh, I presumed, yes. Yes. Obviously a pale ale or an IPA based mm -hmm. on the... It's technically a double India pale Okay. Ale. A dippa. I'm going to do a little dippa and go in for this, Jeremy. So I, I kind of wish I had a camera on him right now. Because what Michael doesn't know is that I poisoned them. <laughs> There's beef in here. Yes. Oh, wow. That's... Whoa. Wow. That's really <laughs> bizarre. I know. I haven't even had it yet, but... Uh, oh, you have to go in, Jeremy. It no, has like a... And I, again, I hate this term. It has like a... There's a bubblegum element to it. There's a... You're close. It's not quite bubblegum. The hop flavor is consistent across the tongue. and But at the same time, it's not bitter hoppy. Mm -mm. No, it's, it's definitely that... Uh, do you have a guess on what kind of hop? From what I can gather from their useless websites, <laughs> it is uh, largely a single hop. Uh, okay. Never mind. Citra or Mosaic. Our DIPA dry hopped with a variety of hops featuring Mosaic. Okay. Um, dry hopped makes sense because of that aroma. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's incredible, it is, though. It's weird. It's almost like... I know obviously the malt is there, but mm -hmm. um, it does take a back seat. But a lot of times when that happens in an IPA, when a malt takes a back seat, it's like, for me, it's too hop dominant. Kind of gets yucky real quick. Mm -hmm. But this is just a explosion of different hop flavor that that does not get old. Mm -hmm. Like you no. don't need that malt backbone necessarily no, to no. support it. I'm sure like it's there, but it, when I drink it, I don't. It's not registering as the first 
flavor, I guess you could say. So once I, once I knew what this is, the taste, the weird taste that comes across the palate makes more sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming there's an adjunct? Yes. There, okay. there are a few. I'm assuming fruit adjuncts. You'd be wrong. Really? God, what could that be? There's a, well, It has a little peppery tone to it. A little Eddie uh, Pepitone. <laughs> uh, would you like me to read off the adjuncts, Michael? Yeah, okay, okay. let's do that. We then dry hopped with... So I take umbrage with their usage of the word dry hopped here. We then dry hopped with a proprietary blend of Madagascar vanilla bean Ooh. and a variety of muscovado, turbinado, and coconut sugars. There's the, re- there's the rest of the sense, but it's going to tell you what the flavor is and give away the name of the beer. Oh, okay. Does it, does it take you back to your childhood, Michael? Were you ever in Scouts? Popcorn? <laughs> Not pop- popcorn. Yeah, Boy Scouts. This oh, yeah, I did sell popcorn. Pinewood? <laughs> Not Pinewood. <laughs> Regattas? <laughs> that's, that's the other kind of uh, IPA. That was the other one I um, I was in Scouts, but... Does what? this have a uh, wolf in it? Or <laughs> tiger oh, yeah, cub? the badge, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, Michael, we have from Decadent Ales in brewed and canned by Dorchester Brewing Company in Boston, Massachusetts for Decadent Ales, mm-hmm. which is an apt name for this one. We have Double Toasted Marshmallow IPA. Oh, my God. That makes sense now. I know, right? It, this is this is a double IPA from Decadent Ales, as we said. The color text Go is ahead. as follows, and mm-hmm. it's got a great can on it, by the way. Yeah. Our DIPA recipe with toasted marshmallows, dry hopped with a, uh, you already heard all that, create the mellow sweetness of campfire toasted marshmallow, which I think that means that they're trying to get like the the caramelized sugars yeah. of it going on. I think that's where mm-hmm. your turbinado and your brown sugar, or muscovado, if you want to be all <laughs> British about it. Right. But uh, this might be similar to one that's coming up. In a future? In a, in a future one on the new season here, but... I couldn't not buy this one. It it was too weird. The can is too delightful. Yeah, it has a little uh, man made a, out of two marshmallows. Two marshmallows. He's lit on fire. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Uh, it's got a couple of little flame dudes playing a bugle and a French horn. I think one of those curly key oh, Dr. Yeah. Seuss looking horns. <laughs> I was just gonna say it yeah. looks like Doctor Seuss. Uh, this is this is an odd duck. It is odd. Um, it's interesting. Like, it's made with all those sugars, but it's not, like, like it's sweet, but it's not overtly sweet. It's not, like, cloyingly sweet. It doesn't have that, I think, the usage of the different kind of sugars, kind of, like, the di- the slight differences between them, like, the super fine Cuban, mm-hmm. that it, Turbinado is the Cuban one, isn't it? Is Turbinado, is that the raw sugar? The big, I think it's the big crystal one. Yeah, It's, yeah, like, yeah. sort of in between brown Brownish. sugar and white yeah. sugar. Mm-hmm. In the vanilla bean. That vanilla bean, now that you say that, that's, that's I think that's my favorite part, yeah. yeah. And it's it's super bizarre because it's coming through on top of this super bright, floral, fruity IPA. Right, yeah. Uh, and it's clocking in at 9.5% alcohol, Michael. Yeah, I'm feeling that too. Yeah, it's, but it doesn't have like that... Uh, it's not... There's a strong flavor to it, but it's not it's like a it's burning... It's warmth like, rather than yeah. like a, a heat or right. a... <sighs> yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. This is bizarre, but it's, mm-hmm. it's good. Which is really good. It's, it's hard to compare it to anything. Yeah, like the closest I can come to is like a, a dreamsicle, almost. Yeah, except, adjacent. Except the citrus is a little bit brighter. It's mm-hmm. not as like orangey. It's right, got yeah. a more of like a 
a weird lemon lime orange mandarin rindy then, sort of flavor to it and then that uh creamy marshmallowy mm-hmm. type um flavor too and it does like there does seem to be like a little bit of that roasted sugar flavor on there which i mm-hmm. expect comes from the brown sugar yeah or not i don't know I, from somewhere it comes from somewhere it's really good but it's not like a roasted flavor mm. it's just a roasty flavor if that makes sense which is weird using in the sense that we when we normally talk about roasted things it's, it's like, like a, a malt, roasted malt that's like black right or something along those lines this one is more of a uh burned sugar flavor yeah, as yeah. opposed to a or roasted sugar flavor. like um i think with like creme brulee you know you get yes. out the little hand torch and that Gotta kind of whack bur- it with a yeah. spoon yep yeah i learned it's, that the hard way <laughs> that kind of flavor that kind of roast. Just thinking about this, it's so bizarre. I don't know, maybe bizarre is in the right word. Uncanny that you can do this with a beer. That like, is this another is thing I'm like thinking of. Wildly different. Like think, you know, even 10 years ago. And then you know, every decade you go back, it gets weirder. Like 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Yep. When there was like 14 breweries in America or mm-hmm. whatever that was when the nadir of that. And now you've got a brewery in Boston making something that tastes like nothing else in the world. I don't, it's just crazy. It's, it's, it's weird. It is weird, but it's good. It's so good. I don't know if I could have more than one of these in a sitting. Definitely. That's, I'm glad we're splitting it. We'll mm. say that. Um, Cause it just, yeah, that just the, it's not like necessarily a certain component that grinds on you. It's just like the overall, like it's, overbearing. It's a bludgeoning. Beer. Of flavors, yeah. In a good way, but like you had this in a flight, you would, you would not hesitate to give this five stars immediately. Right. Because it would just be like in just such a small yeah. moment, like what? Sort of like uh, the, oh, what was the one? Oh, uh, that we had at the Dubuque Brewery? Yes. Um, oh, the lights? The one with the lemongrass and... Oh, the sour, yeah. What was that? I, I don't know, but just one of those, like, if you have something that's sour or that whatever mm-hmm. it might wear a little thin mm-hmm. just on like how what you take out of it but i think of this eight ish ounces that we each have mm-hmm. i think it's the perfect amount. yeah right 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 which is oddly enough what they would probably serve this at at a bar yeah a 10 or an eight ounce well bar. it is a 9.5 percent right exactly yeah right. yeah yeah so uh jeremy i'll put you on the chopping block for a rating first <laughs> We just violated a trademark from the show Chopped. <laughs> Is that it? Yes. Uh, eh, whatever. I'll put you on the cleaving Board. block. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, this beer is really good. Um, the price point makes it a little... Uh, I mean, you brought the heat for this blind. I, I, did. I, I did. I did. This was a brand new arrival, like, day that I got it in... It's fresh too, it, it, which so, probably makes I a mean, difference. It's as fresh as we're gonna get it. Right. The mosaic hops really are beautiful in the beginning of this beer when you smell it. Mm-hmm. The color is perfect. It's just got that wonderful, inviting, fruity, floral hop smell. And then mm-hmm. when you have a drink of it, it it turns a complete page. Yeah. The flavor evolves across the tongue oh, too. Yeah. And it evolves as you get further down the glass too, which I always appreciate in a beer. I'm going to give this 4.5. Okay. I, this is solidly in the beer of the year for me. It's in the running. 
I wish it wasn't so expensive. Cause right. This would be one of those that I would uh, be like, no, 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 come here, come here, you guys. <laughs> yeah, right. But I don't want to do that because They're... I want it all for myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I can totally see that. What about you, Michael? I don't need a sip of judgment. I really just want to have more of it. I think we like said enough about this. Like, uh, the mouthfeel is great. The taste is great. I think we touched the quantity aspect. You're like, you have to only have so much. We touched on that. I did lock it. I had an idea for a rating, and I was wavering up for a little bit, and then I was wavering down a little bit. I think I'll just settle in the middle um, where I originally parked at. It was a 4.5 as well. Because it's, it's, it's out of this world. It's, it's unlike anything I've ever had. And I'm not like the hugest beer drink in the world. You can f- probably find lots of YouTube videos with guys with fat guts who drink <clears throat> 10 times more beer than me. They're probably pretty grizzled too. Not saying they're bad guys, but I've been around the block as far as trying different <laughs> beers. Is that what I'm saying? I just, just <laughs> smirched an entire uh, uh, demographic, but um, I have not had anything like this and it's amazing. I, you know, I think the closest maybe we've got is that like, Something with mosaic hops in it, but beyond that, there's nothing that comes close. Yeah, the uh, the adjuncts really kind of throw take it off the chart. Loop. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. Four point five is right where it's at. Um, I can't say anything else. I'm I'm yeah, blown away. It, it's really good. I win. <laughs> you win the uh, blind man. I win one to nothing. But at least we didn't have another uh, cherry almondale in this batch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, technically, Decadent Ales is in Mamaroneck, New York, but okay, this was. I saw that it's like distributed by and uh-huh. then brewed by yeah. somebody in Boston, uh-huh. and then distributed by somebody from somewhere else. And yeah, it's. I imagine they're kind of a smaller outfit. That who would be my. It seems, caters to a certain market. So I'm looking through their beer list, and they have the double toasted marshmallow. Uh, multi-flora, a lot of imperial and double IPAs, a creamsicle, a French toast IPA, oh, s'mores, strawberry creamsicle, maple bacon stout. My God, they don't have all these on there, but it, it uh, my store, but uh, consider them on the map, man. Yeah. That's good. Was it Decadent Ales? Decadent Ales. That's cool. Very good. Mm-hmm. Michael, how about you hit me with those social media plays? Yeah, that's another down the gullet. So social media, uh, you can hit us up on a variety of places. You can do that at APM Pod on Twitter. You can do that Facebook.com slash APM Pod. You can hit us up directly if you want to send an email. APMPod at gmail.com. Uh, we're on Untapped as well, APM Pod there. And I imagine we're going to make the person who uh, posts those, host emeritus, Mike, keeper of the untapped. I think he's going to be very curious about this one. And yeah, me too. I think this is one he would like. If you can get your hands on this, I think you'd like it. This seems like something right up your alley. Aside that, we have a YouTube page, APM Pod. We have places you can subscribe, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Music. Something like that. It's Google, Google Music, <laughs> Stitcher, whatever, whatever you use to get your podcast. Use and rate. Yeah, use it and rate it now. if you can. <laughs> but yeah, that's gonna be it for uh, this Blind Man episode. That's so a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. So for Jeremy, I've been Michael. Michael, I'm the decadent Jeremy. <laughs> and we'll check you next time. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>